Mille pattes, jou jou jou, jou jou jou. Mille pattes, arcade cosmique, miam miam miam. Another edition of the Siege Mentality Podcast, episode 15. 15. Yeah, we're somehow still not canceled. Week 11 of the NFL. We're recording this at 2 p.m. Eastern on Friday. So, inevitably, when some, oh my God, what is happening in the NBA news breaks, uh, we haven't talked about it because, well, it hasn't happened yet. And that's honestly good news because we don't really have time to talk about it. I'm the Siege, joined by co host Ricky. Ricky, what's going on? Nothing. I've never been happier putting work off in a week uh, than this week because I saw that injury report on Thursday, and you and I have talked about it before because I know both our articles are due Saturday. Uh, news came out this morning, so I'm glad I didn't have to you know, delete 1,500 words that were already written. You finally I, learned. I'm so proud of you. Exactly. I mean, it's not like I, I hadn't been following along with stuff. I just hadn't put it down on the paper yet. And I'm glad I didn't because Taysom Hill was one that shocked me when I woke up this morning. Yeah, so um, in a lot of my high-stakes season longs, um, we may or may not have used a significant amount of fab to pick up Jameis Winston. So, yeah. Oh. Yeah. That, that, oh. that, it, I, I'm stunned. I, I'm literally still stunned. Uh, for those of you who haven't seen the news, uh, ESPN's Diana Versini reporting that Taysom Hill will not only be the starting quarterback, that there are like zero game plans for Jameis to walk on the field. None. Zero. It's a Taysom Hill show. And honestly, if Deanna Versini says it, I'm sure it's true. So, yeah, it's Taysom Hill season. <laughs> I think a lot of people were going to stack up New Orleans, and uh, it's going to be low owned now. Well, unless you're playing FanDuel, but that's a different conversation for a different day. Straight up, yeah. just, just play Taysom Hill at tight end. Don't, don't over. He's a min price tight end on FanDuel. Don't overthink it. He'll be like 80% owned, and 20% of the field's just donating you their money. Exactly. I mean, if true, that's the only thing. It's like, if it's coach speak, and I guess you got the reporter here, but if, you know, Jameis Winston does work his way on, and you get Taysom Hill only playing like half the snaps, sure, there's a path to failure, but it still feels like 100 passing yards, 40 to 50 rushing yards is the floor. And if he's playing that much, he's probably getting in the end zone once. And we're talking about a min-price tight end. I was talking about it with Healy. Like, even if you like another tight end, just flex that tight end. You know? You can play the other tight end that you like. So I don't. I just don't see how you fade a min-priced tight end with that much opportunity when you're begging for, like, a one-yard touchdown from mostly everyone you're starting. And even on DraftKings, because of the you know the rushing floor, if we do get anywhere near all the snaps, I feel pretty good about a $4,800 Taysom Hill. So I don't understand what Jameis Winston did to someone in this organization. Maybe Sean Payton we- reads Twitter more than we think, and he just wants to shove it down the throat of all the people that say, like, I don't understand why he loves Taysom Hill. But it is a, it is official that, you know, Sean Payton loves Taysom Hill more than most of us probably love uh, our friends, our family, certain certain other members, because this is this is crazy that they would bring in Winston in the off season and not give him the start here. Uh, yeah, I I, I I I had a couple texts and I thought they were just trolling me. I was like, what are you talking about, Taysom Hill starting? What, what what are you talking about? And then you read the report, and you're like, oh my god. Yeah. All right, that was delaying the inevitable. Uh, Ricky took down the running back draft last week in convincing fashion, because once again I left him. Alvin Kamara, who put up 35 fantasy points. 
Good job. Good effort by me. So, Ricky back up two, and he's on serve. He has the first overall pick. Ricky, it is your turn to pick. I'm sure you'll be shocked by this one. I'm taking Dalvin Cook against the Cowboys. I mean, sure, Andy Dalton's back. Sure, that'll help their overall cause on offense. Maybe that'll mean that, you know, uh, Minnesota doesn't have the ball 65% of the time in this one. But it's still Dallas's defense that has not been able to stop anyone. I've got him projected for like four more fantasy points than anyone this weekend. So it's a pretty easy number one pick this week. Yeah, um, pretty simple enough. Um, I, I will just take Alvin Kamara then. Um, you know, high total. Uh, the fact that Taysom Hill is starting, probably good news for Alvin Kamara. Less likely to blow out. More likely to be competitive. More likely to be, get those checkdowns uh, from Taysom Hill because he can't throw. So uh, I, I like Kamara here. I'll gladly take him with the second overall pick. And then it gets a little interesting. Um, I, yep. I still don't understand why the whole world loves Indianapolis. Like, why is Green Bay an underdog at Indy? Uh, that still makes no sense to me, but we'll talk about that later. <sighs> I guess I really don't have a choice here. Actually, I do, but you won't take that player. Let me go ahead and take Aaron Jones here. Uh, didn't score last week. Pretty unlucky. Pretty unlucky not to not score. Um, Devonte Adams looks like he's gonna play. Uh, looks as if we were just recording. You, he was practicing today, so it looks like he'll play. But regardless, I, I kind of like Aaron Jones in this spot. Yeah, I think that's probably who. Opportunity. I don't love taking the guys who aren't pass catchers. Um, but you know, a guy with 80% of the opportunity, um, in DFS this week, I scared of this. Spots. Sure. We're talking about a Baltimore defense. 30%, you know, that's basically forcing opponents into 30% below their seasonal average in terms of the rushing game. But I still like Derrick Henry here. And then it gets tricky. So, now, Ricky, Ricky, I had some mic issues on this side, so no one's going to have heard what you said. Can you just give, like, a 30-second recap and who you picked? Yeah, uh, Derrick Henry is okay. is the recap because he's going to get most of the opportunity. Is is my mic going in No, and it's out? mine. It's on my end. It's my end. It, it, it's not you. It was me. Um, so, okay. um, yeah, sorry about that, everybody. Um, doing this uh, from a not my normal office this week, so uh, I'm trying to I'm trying to make this work here. So um, apologies for that. Yeah, so Derrick Henry is my first pick, and then the second gets difficult. I'm going to take a guy who I don't think you were going to take in Gio Bernard. Yeah, no, there's no chance I was taking Gio Bernard. Uh, I mean, Washington did have. Um, some issues last week against the pass in Matthew Stafford. That game was in a dome, but they've been very stout against the pass in general. And on you know, on the ground is where you can beat them. They're I think it's 15th in DVOA against the rush, first against the pass. So kind of a funnel to the rush defense. And Bernard's a guy who can get me some receptions, unlike some of the other guys I'd be choosing from. So not my favorite pick I've ever made on this show, but Gio Bernard's my guy. Yeah, um, interesting. I, I didn't – Gio Bernard not even, like, on my list to get picked at all. Um, so, 
yeah. Um, let's just try to decide which order I really want to take these guys in. Um, I'm going to go ahead and take Damian Harris of the New England Patriots here. Um, fantastic last week. L looked great against a, a good Ravens run D. Now he draws the Houston Texans, who are dead last in the NFL, allowing 167 rushing yards a game. Uh, it just screams for Damian Harris to have a monster 150-2 and two type game. Uh, really love everything about this spot for Damian Harris. Um, I'm not really too concerned about the Patriots playing from behind this week. Uh, I, I know it's a two-point spread, but we'll talk about that in a minute. But I, I really like the Patriots this week. So for me, this is definitely a, 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 weirder, a weird spot, but I'm definitely going to take him. And then I'm just going to take James Conner uh, next. Um, Ten-and-a-half-point favorites, 46 total. Just high enough floor, should get in the end zone. And the options kind of just tapered off, really, after you kind of took Gio Bernard. Yeah. Um, that leaves me with the tier that I didn't want to decide between. Oh, I'm going to take Miles Sanders as the next guy. Um, I mean, I don't respect Cleveland's defense very much in general. Uh, obviously, they have a guy who can get after it in terms of the of Miles Garrett, but you know, rushing DVOA below the league average. Uh, and there's some other guys who don't catch passes who are in this range. And as my backup, I'll just take the guy who doesn't catch a ton of passes, Nick Chubb. I mean, that Philly defense looked pretty useless last week. I had kind of talked about them and liking them in the betting market because they've held their own against bad offenses, and they couldn't even do that last week. So Philly defense just officially sort of a disaster to me. And I think Nick Chubb does eat them up. I just like to have the you know receiving upside as well. Yeah, I think that totally makes sense. Um, for me, my alternate, I'm going to go with uh, Nakeem Hines. Um, really was impressive with what we saw on, what was that, Thursday Night Football a week ago, right? Was that the last time we saw the Colts when Hines just went off and completely won a shutout yes. slate? Yes. Yeah. So um, I, I think I think the Colts are going to be playing from behind here. Uh, I think he'll be out in the field a little bit more than people think. Uh, he was really good. Hard to imagine him not getting a, a big role again this week. So um, alternate, uh, I'll take Hines here. Um, I have to admit, I'm more confident about this week than I've been confident uh, like any of the other previous weeks. I, I like my chances this week. Yeah, I think it's just a matter of can I get the Dalvin outlier week? Yeah. <laughs> or the Derrick Henry week. outlier week. Those exist too. Yeah, exactly. So, all right, great. That is um, that. Um, okay, let's move on then. Let's start talking about betting lines. And I haven't looked at our picks. Shout out to Jeff Manns for being insanely busy yesterday. So we <laughs> couldn't uh, take a, uh, a, a loss on the Arizona uh, Cardinals that we desperately wanted to take. <laughs> so thanks, Jeff. Um, <laughs> much appreciated. Good job, buddy. Because, um, yeah, that would have been – that would have sucked. We would have been like 0-1-1 just to immediately start the week. Um, let's see here. I haven't looked at our picks. Let's see where we are at. Uh, unhide column. Let's see. We agree on absolutely – oh, you like the Colts? I do like the Colts. Oh, yeah. You you guys all have a Colts problem. <laughs> Good to see that Rob is on my side with the Packers as well. So I feel better about that. 
What do you like about the Colts? Let's start there. Like, I, I'm stunned that you like the Colts. I, I don't see that at all. I just don't think it's a great matchup for Green Bay in a lot of ways. Um, not a defense that gives up a ton of big plays. I think they will find a way to basically slow down Devontae Adams, who hasn't been practicing much this week anyways. Uh, very good defense against the run. Uh, I just think their defense is well-equipped, and they, they're going to slow down this game. I think this is going to be a competitive game. I just don't see this as your typical like Green Bay, just light them up sort of week. I think the Colts defense is multidimensional enough to to keep this a game. And, you know, if they got a chance at the end, I, I like the Colts while the field's on the Packers. Yeah, I I, I don't see this one. Um, I, I This is the Colts being overvalued again. We, we did this with the Ravens a few weeks ago where like the Colts were like, we bet against the field. Like the line moves six points against, against us. We didn't care. Um, and the Ravens won that game outright. I do it the same thing this week. Um, everyone and their mother can go ahead and bet the Colts minus one and a half because uh, they think it's a sharp move. The Packers are just a good team. The Colts are a good, bad team. And when they when good, bad teams face good teams, they lose the majority of the time here. So, um, yeah, I, I do like the Packers. Um, I would take them as favorites. I think they win this game uh, by a touchdown. I, I, I like the Packers a lot this week. I Colts last week, it felt pretty gimmicky, and I know you can run on the Packers, but uh, we have yet to see the Colts successfully run on a team, like, straight up the middle, um, like Dalvin Cook. Like, the Colts have done well side to side, but they don't have the guy to run up the middle. I mean, it should be Jonathan Taylor week, but he just doesn't play anymore. Yeah, I mean, the field is with me here. By the way, the line has moved one and a half points since open. That's fine. They started at one. They're two and a half. Um, not that I necessarily, you know, love to be on the side of the public, but just letting you know that's that's where the movement has gone as well. Yeah, that's fine. The, this is the Ravens Colts game that we 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 we've, we've gained on the field like, like a couple weeks ago. It's the same game. Uh, same game. Packers are better than the Ravens, aren't they? Yeah, it's just a different setup. Um, I mean, How's Lamar. It a different setup. Uh, I mean. I think it, I think it's a different setup. I think with a true number one receiver that they work up and down the field that can be slowed down as best as the team can do it. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm on I'm on the Colts here. I'm having a hard time vocalizing it. I can vocalize some. Yeah, sorry about that. I don't know why my mic's acting all so funky today. I don't know why this is this core is working. Hold on a second. I'm gonna try something. This might be a disaster, but we're gonna try something. Patriots uh, here minus the one and a half. I love this spot. Um, I, I think the Patriots are in a really, really, really good spot here. Um, minus one and a half. I think they're gonna run all over the Texans. Texans have allowed 167 yards per game on the ground. Damian Harris, Cam Newton. Uh, should do what they want here. Pat's defense finally getting healthy. I think this is kind of a spot where the Pat's momentum is going to start here. Um, they're going to kind of play some good defense. They're going to run the ball, and people are going to be like, you know, maybe the Pats can get in the playoffs. Maybe the Pats can make a run. I think that starts this Sunday. Yeah, I mean, I think conceptually it makes sense because this Texans defense can be run all over. And the Patriots' defense are definitely good against teams that they can keep being one-dimensional. And Duke Johnson, not a great pure runner. 
He's really more effective in the passing game, and they're using him as kind of the workhorse now. I mean, last week certainly was he affected by the wind, yes, but I think the Patriots are very, very good against teams that they can basically funnel into the pass, which I think could be the case this week. I saw the over-under for, you know, Watson yards is in the 280s. That seemed a little high to me. Uh, I, I, I can get on board with the Patriots here. I think, you know, Bill Belichick, this is, this is a good setup for him to just flat out outcoach them. Yeah, I, I, I really do like this spot. I'm, I'm hoping that we can um, talk uh, some guys in our group into including them um, a little bit. All right, what do, you, what do you want to talk about? What game do you like next? I think we got to talk about the Falcons now. I know we put these in before Taysom was officially announced the quarterback, but now that Taysom likely is the quarterback, and even if it were Jameis, uh, you had to expect turnovers being involved. But now – are we really that scared of the Saints moving the ball up and down the field? We're getting four and a half with the Falcons, who just had Calvin Ridley cleared to come back. I know the Saints have held their own against the run. They haven't allowed more than 284 yards passing to any defense so far this year, but that doesn't mean they haven't been, you know, torched. Uh, I mean, earlier in the year, quarterbacks were throwing three and four touchdowns against them every week, and just recently they ran into a bad Tom Brady game and the backup for the 49ers. So I think the Falcons now – with their full strength offense and the fact that we know basically a gimmick guy is going to be under center for the saints. We have to be talking about getting almost five points for the Falcons here. I think that's like the no brainer of the week now. Yeah, I think it is the no brainer of the week as well. Um, I, I completely agree with you. I think it is a really good spot here. Um, I, I, I really do like this spot. Um, I don't have it in my original picks. I'm actually going to move. Um, I'm actually going to add it now because I, I agree uh, with uh, the quarterback change. This definitely just is a much better spot for the Falcons. Four and a half points, just too many. Yeah. <sighs> I, I like the Chiefs this week against the Raiders. I, I mean, the Raiders are going through COVID right now. They're in pretty much shambles right now on the defensive side of the football. Um, Andy Reid's been talking smack all week about how the, the – Raiders bus took a victory lap around Arrowhead, and that's not how they do it. This feels like a week to me where, especially on FanDuel, I'm just going to load up on the Chiefs um, passing attack here, especially because we don't know the status of Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, if he's going to be out with that illness. Um, if he is, like, they're just going to throw, 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 and throw some more. And I think they'll have success here. This game shot out the first time. I don't know if the Raiders have the passing attack in sync like they did the first time around. I don't think Josh Jacobs is going to be able to run for 200 plus yards like they did last week. That's my only concern Yep, is can the Raiders keep up this time? But I, I think the Chiefs put up 30 plus points this week. Yeah, Chiefs looks like our biggest consensus and it was one of my strongest original plays as well. So you don't really have to talk me into that. The only negatives I'm seeing, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, I didn't see his practice update today. I mean, I don't know if if that's something that we truly have to care about. And I know Sammy Watkins had a setback as well. I think he injured his calf uh, and he was already dealing with a hamstring injury. So if those things worry you, sure, they don't really worry me. And that's why I am still on the Chiefs. All right. So I sent the, you guys this message earlier this week that road dogs are 53 and 41 against the spread this season. So I don't want to be scared of road dogs anymore. I mean, sometimes we say like, yeah, I don't really know where to go in that game. And that's kind of how I feel about Bengals Washington. But the fact that the Washington passing defense last week just sort of fell apart and that's the specialty of their defense 
makes me like a Bengals defense that's going to throw the ball a ton. We know Joe, you know, Joe Burrow averages 40-plus attempts per week. Uh, I think Gio Bernard is a guy who should run all over this team. They are basically middle of the road in terms of DVOA. And all Alex Smith does is target you know running backs in the short field, and that doesn't really scare me. I think the Bengals have a very good shot to win this game, so I'm just taking a road dog here. And, uh, you know, I think this is this is one of those spots where, like, most of us are going to overlook it, but I think it's one that we, we should be at. Yeah, I hate this spot. Um, I, I, for everything reason, you, you started it off with the, the Washington pass defense has been really good. It, yeah, last week was bad. <laughs> I'm just throwing it away. It was one bad week. Bad weeks happen. I'm not going to let that take away from the fact that the Washington defensive line is one of the best in football. The Bengals offensive line is still a work in progress. Burrow loves to take sacks. Burrow under pressure makes mistakes. I, I want nothing to do with it. Um, I, I don't want to touch this spot. I Look, right, if the Washington right. defense plays as bad as they did last week, yeah, it, it could definitely work out well. But I, I don't really want to mess with that Washington defensive line. Yeah, the line movements with you on this one, by the way. Like I said, I don't really care what the public does. But this has been a one-and-a-half – point move towards Washington since the open where it was a, a toss up. I'm going against the public in this one. Yeah, I I, I just personally don't really want to touch this spot. Let's talk about a game that some of the other guys in our group love and I think it's a major trap. Um, Steelers minus 10 at the Jaguars. This is a trap. Um, this is the epitome of a trap here. Um, Steelers have a Thanksgiving Day showdown against the Ravens. That's literally for all the marbles. Um, yep. I, I don't see the Steelers just putting on the accelerator here. I think they're going to kind of just try to win this game by seven. Like, I, I, I don't think this is going to be a Steelers up 21 type game. Um, I, I, I just think it's they're going to be a little bit – it reminds me of like week two when Denver went in there and Drew Locke got hurt and Denver was still like just clawing around, hanging around one score game. You run, you never really thought Denver was going to win the game, but you never really thought that the Steelers were going to take, you know, just take it away. And that's kind of how I feel about that. This spot too. I, uh, I, I know that Rob and Jeff like it. I, I am going to be very vocal against this spot. I think it's a bad idea. Yeah. You and I seem to, to shy away from the double digit numbers uh, if we can. And I don't know, it's done, done me well so far this year, just avoiding those spots. I get it that the Jaguars, you know, starting the backup, but for all the reasons that you stated, I'm with you. I, I don't, I didn't put that on there. I don't want to touch it. I mean, the Steelers keep winning. Sure. I think I would rather, if we are like grasping at straws here, go with one that I see Healy likes. And that's another road dog with the Titans plus six and a half on the road against the Ravens. What do you what do you make of Lamar Jackson's accuracy as of late? His last two games, 82.5% against Indy. He didn't throw very much, 23 times in a game that, you know, we ended up covering. And then last week against New England, he threw over 70%. Those were two of his high marks of the entire year. Are you worried about that? Because if you are, then I can understand, you know, being on – the Ravens side, but the this is another big move game. This is the like there's there are three big move games. We've now talked about all of them. This one's gone from six and a half to the Titans to five. So I feel like being on the Titans side is the right side of this game. They've had some games where their defense hasn't played that well, but Lamar Jackson just I know he's a dual threat, um, but he has been wildly off at times this season. And those games, those are the ones you've wanted to bet against the Ravens. Yeah, I'm not wild about this spot. Um, 
I don't really want to touch the Ravens. Um, they're a Jekyll and Hyde team. Like, tell me in the first quarter. Like, let me watch the quarter, and I'll tell you what they're going to do. But <laughs> I, I don't want to touch them before the game because, like, if they show – like, if the Ravens come out and play, they win the, – like, if they come out and play well, like, they win this game by three scores. Um, I don't have much faith here in the Titans. Oh, Ricky. I'm moving it. I like this game better. Oh, you like this game better than what? I moved the Bengals. Um, I like oh. Theo Bernard in that game. I'm sticking with him, but maybe this is more of a I really don't want to use play. the – I really don't want to bet on – you really want to bet against Lamar in this spot? I think I do with almost a touchdown. Tannehill's been bad for a month now. You got Derrick Henry, too, as your other out. I mean, that's a pretty big out. They can control the tempo with him. You you love to be, you know, sell the games where, look, they can slow it down so they're probably not getting, you know, uh, I just out. don't want to mess with this Ravens team. We've been – I just don't – I don't want to mess with them. Uh, but it looks like we will be messing with them on at least one team. Well, that's for sure at this point. Well, you talked me off bang. I mean, I think I'm still going to personally bet the Bengals. I just – I think the Patriots spot is a thousand times better than this spot. Like, I, I, I think the Pats spot is just well, you, night and day better than this spot. You won't have to, you know, convince me that we shouldn't be playing the Patriots. I think we should have some Patriots. Well, you don't have – you know, it, it just I, – I, I hate this Titan spot. I just really hate this spot. I, I don't want to mess with Lamar. That defense is still really good. Like, last week they just got caught in a monsoon. Like, I, I just – I don't know. Maybe I'm just a Ravens stan, and maybe I'm just going to go down with this ship. I just – I still believe. I, I really believe. I don't believe in Tannehill. The regression the last few weeks has been really telling. Um, I, I just don't think he's very good. And, if again, if I don't think someone's good, I'm not going to be in this, you know, um, oh, like, let, we have to play them spot. I, I just I, – I don't think Tannehill's good, and I think we're starting to see it, to be honest. <sighs> it's, I mean, it's how do you lose that game to the Colts by 17? Like, they, have got, been, like yeah. they got run out of the building. I think both these teams are Jekyll and Hyde teams. That's the issue. Then that's why – why are you betting it then? Because I think it's a lot of points. I mean, I think the five number – What's the matter? It's Jekyll and Hyde. You never know what you're going to get. I feel confident enough with Derrick Henry that I should get enough to stay within a touchdown. Yeah, I don't uh, – Yeah, that, that's, my, that's my official position. Yeah, I, well, I'm in the minority on this one, apparently. I, I don't like this spot at all. I don't really want to touch this game. Um, another game we got some like uh, – I mean, obviously it depends on Drew Locke, but Dolphins minus three and a half at Denver I think is definitely interesting um, depending on how that goes. But, yeah, there's not really any other games I've got like these massive takes on. Like Panthers, Lions, you just – we can't talk about it. We have no idea who's going to play. Um, Eagles, Browns. I, Wait, I, do I see you're on the Chargers this week? Yeah. Wow. You got to talk about that just to appease me. It, they're playing the New York Jets. It's a single-digit spread, and they're, and they're playing the Jets. That, that, that's the case. It's music to my ears. That's all I care about. Yeah, so, so, so music to your ears that you didn't even pick them. You abandoned your team. You abandoned ship. I know. For a single digits against the Jets, I really should be ashamed of myself. You should be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> you know what you could do? You could take that four from the Titans and you could slide it all the way down to the Chargers. <laughs> I'll have to think about it. Yeah, that, 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 that's a nice way of saying F you, no way. Um, 
Yeah, uh, I'm surprised Jeff Manns is uh, against the Browns. He's like the Browns guy. Um, but I really don't see anything else I'm super confident in. I, I, I kind of just think um, – like there's a couple of these games, like Rams-Bucks, like I, I, you couldn't pay me to bet that game. Like no yeah. way. Um, Lions-Panthers, I mean, we have no idea who the hell is even playing for either team. Um, so like that game – to talk about a game that's just a complete mess and a stay away, that one is going to be – Woo! <laughs> oh yeah. boy. What about the Lions with no one active on offense on the road against the Panthers? Like, I, I who's just, starting a quarterback for the Panthers? That's yeah. I guess that's the issue. It's, it's uh, you. You have no idea who's playing on either team. I guess. I guess it's everyone's in shambles in that game. Just uh, the why does no one love the? Pa- I love the Patriots. Uh, I, I I love this spot. I'm gonna have to go over to Illinois and bet this spot. <laughs> I, I I love this spot. I really hold do. on. Do you think that it's possible for this Lions Panthers game to get to 47? You're seeing a total out. I don't even have a total out for this game. Yeah, I'm seeing 47 as the number. PJ Walker, baby. Houston Roughnecks. <laughs> they were good. Yeah, I just—I don't know who's playing for either team. I'm not gonna like this. Like, what happens if Galladay plays? I'm gonna look like I'm gonna feel like an idiot. According to Burke, it sounded very unlikely, but yeah, if he plays, I would not want that. Number. But you're, it's probably—it's probably the right side. The under's probably the right side there. But yeah, I'm not like honestly. I would just. I would just rather bet more money on the Patriots. I, I, I just can't echo how much I love this pass spot. I, I, I love okay. this spot. So, I will be throwing money on that ball. Yeah. So, all right. This is Mentality Podcast.